Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Dina. How are you? Good. Shana Tova. It's the Jewish New Year. I think it's like 5881 or no, 5281 or some something like that. 5282 maybe. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy Healthy <laughs> New Year to all our Jewish listeners and supporters. Yeah. What did you do for the New Year? How was your holiday? I didn't do anything for it, but I, I mean... It also fell near Labor Day. So my Labor Day, I was excited to just like relax, have a nice long weekend. But that all went to shit. I had a very stressful weekend. We had a fly infestation, like a bunch of flies all over our house on really all weekend. And then I found some weird like syrupy goo at the bottom of our fridge I still don't totally know what it is, so that's happening. And then I was chasing a fly around the house to kill it, and I slammed on our back window, which already when we moved in, it had a crack in it. And when I slammed on the window, it shattered into a million pieces. I broke a window. That sounds extremely traumatic. I was following along your journey. You had posted on your Instagram, which... Everyone should follow Melrose under the influence. But I, I was genuinely uh, concerned for you the way you were, were posting. And then, I, you know, our group chat was like going off. And I think it was Ivan who said, you know, Melissa, just go in the shower. You're having a panic attack. <laughs> yes. And he could tell by what you were posting on Instagram. I was unwell. I was very unwell. Speaking of flies and bugs, I got like hundreds of, not hundreds, that's an exaggeration, but I have like 20 mosquito bites that oh I'm God. like scratching right now. Yeah. So it does, it really puts it, you know, any type of bug puts a damper on your day, on your, on your life. So I can't imagine your, your fly infestation and your goo in the refrigerator. Did you ever figure out what that was? Well, it's also the heat, I will say, too. I feel like this all starts with the heat. I like fall. I like the season of fall, and that's why I moved to California, because I felt like it was fall all the time, except it's not. It's summer now, and it's Mm. already September, and it's just getting hotter. Like, it's been the hottest today that it has been all summer. So I think that's part of it, too. Like, the heat attracts all these bugs and flies, so... I also had heat rage. Like, that's where it all stemmed from, I think. I just, my patience was very low. I was very hot. It was very uncomfortable. Fucking flies were everywhere. The Mm -hmm. fridge goo. So, yeah, I went to Instagram because I just, I'm a Gemini. And so what makes me happy is connecting with other people. And I knew that I was in a very dark place with the heat (laughs) and the flies. And I thought, you know what? Let me bring this to my followers and my friends. They'll cheer me up. So, like, of the maybe 25 people who responded to the fridge goo question, because I was just like, what is this? 
I'd say 23, had no idea what it was, had never seen it before. Which I'd never seen it before either. Like I've lived in a lot of different apartments. I've never seen this in a fridge. But two people finally told me they think it's just like condensation, like built up from vegetables even, or just the temperature of the fridge. It could happen even if it's really hot outside and the fridge is really cold. It could just be something like that. It's weird. It's some kind of goo. I am no science major. I don't know why it would form that sort of texture. But from what those people told me and a quick Reddit search, I don't think it's toxic. So I just cleaned it up. And my friend told me to just clean it like once a month. She's seen it before, too. Wow, this brought you to Reddit. That's I mean, I didn't peg you as a a Reddit user. I did. I'm surprised you didn't look it up on TikTok like refrigerator goo I wonder what would come up or you should have made a video because TikTok is really such a great source if you posted the goo people could comment like oh my god yeah I've seen that before like you know you find your people on TikTok so maybe next time you have it definitely you know throw up a a video on TikTok damn you're right I didn't even think of that I think because unfortunately I don't have a real following on TikTok and none of my videos have ever done that well That in my mind, I'm just going to post this video about fridge goo and like you and one of our other friends is going to see it and that's (laughs) it. So I have like a better hit rate on Instagram at this point in my life. But maybe, yeah, maybe the TikTok algorithm would pick up fridge goo and give it to the people that need to see it. Could be your first viral sensation. All right, well, we're going to dedicate most of this episode to the world-renowned film, He's All That. And the connection Mm -hmm. to TikTok is the star is Addison Rae, who became famous because of TikTok. But before we get to He's All That, I would like to bring up a video that has 27.9 million views. It was on both mine and Melissa's For You page, and we both sent it like, why is this on our For You page? And why did we both watch the whole three minutes of it? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not going to play it because it's three minutes and it's mostly visual, but the user at Trinidad1967 posted that she has bags under her eyes, and there's this one eye cream that if you put it on, it clears up the bag. So she did a comparison. She put the eye cream on one eye, not the other. And by the end of the three minute video, her eye firmed up and the bags were gone. And it was like magic. And she explains that she has bags under her eyes because she got weight loss surgery and it's one of the side effects. But cut to, so this video blows up and this product, which I've researched now, is called Peter Thomas Roth Instant Firmex Eye Cream. It is sold out everywhere. You cannot get your hands on it. It's $38. It was the best advertisement for a product in so long. Like, it's just insane, this power that TikTok has. Absolutely. I think that was what I sent it to you with the context of this is how TikTok should do advertising. Like, stop with, like, the superficial-looking sponsored content And look at just this woman, completely authentic. And that's why the video takes three minutes, because she shows you how in three minutes, this product completely changes the bags under her eyes. And it's just, it uses that power of TikTok that you can't stop watching it. Everybody in the comments is like, why did I just watch this three minute video? I I can't explain it, but it's something 
exclusive to TikTok that advertisers should take note of. Part of the appeal is because the woman who comes on your For You page, she's very much, you know, dressed down. She still has like a shower cap on or a towel on her head. So it's very pure and very innocent. And you're just intrigued by like kind of like getting to know who this woman is. And you know, she's not an influencer because her handle also was like her at is a real name. It's Trinidad 1967. But it's like user one, two, seven, five, four, three, two, one. And some of those are like the best videos where you can discover people in their in their real element. So I always like love to see when that and when those types of people blow up on on TikTok. Now, there's an explainer video that came across my For You page by an actual beauty influencer, and she's great. Her handle is at Susan Yara. So you probably just watched this video like I did, where this lovely lady says that her eye cream makes her eye bags completely go away in just three minutes. And you probably are wondering, is this real or is this fake? So the answer is that it's actually real. It did make her eye bags tighten up in three minutes, just like she said it did. There is no editing, there's no effect, at least I don't think there is. And the reason is because it uses an ingredient called sodium silicate. So sodium silicate is kind of like an astringent and it's usually used in products to adjust the pH levels. But it also has this effect when you put it onto your skin just a little bit, it can tighten everything up. It almost seems like it gets kind of crusty, like a spackle. Of course, if a product or an ingredient seems too good to be true, it probably is. Sodium silicate can be a little bit powdery or chalky feeling, so if you use too much, it won't look good. And also, if you add anything that has water in it, it completely goes away. So if you have a moisturizer or serum on underneath, if you put something on top of it, like your foundation, it's just going to stop the effects and break it down. And because it's a little bit powdery or chalky, if you have any kind of color to your skin, it might even show up and look a little bit powdery or white there. That doesn't mean it's a bad product. They do a really good job of pointing out that this is a temporary lift and tightening to your skin. Plus, they have some really great ingredients in here. There's ascorbic acid. There are some peptides. So over time, you're definitely going to see a difference in your skin. But good luck trying to get this product. It is completely sold out. Congratulations to Peter Thomas Roth for going viral on TikTok. We could all only hope that that happens. The good news is you can actually find other products that have this ingredient in it. I've been in the beauty industry for a really long time, and I've seen these trends come and go. This won't be the last time we see this trend, and it's certainly not the first time. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about this ingredient and how this product works, especially I have a feeling it's sold out because we're going to see a lot of people post on TikTok their first impression. So I actually asked my mom if she has ever used it, and she said she did have an eye cream, and I showed her this video, and she's like, yeah, I stopped using the eye cream I had because it become like flaky exactly as Susan Yara was saying in this video. So I love, you know, I knew nothing about eye creams like this and now I feel like super educated. Uh, and I probably should start using eye cream because I definitely have bags and wrinkles at my ripe old age. You definitely don't. I'm looking at you right now and your skin is so tight and supple. <laughs> thank you sorry I just violated you (laughs) it's great compliment thank you I'll take it shall we start to talk about he's all that now yes we definitely should (laughs) 
So did you know that He's All That has a TikTok handle? Like the movie has a TikTok handle. No, I didn't. What sort of content do they put up? They basically just play clips from the movie and it has almost half a million followers. So it's definitely targeted towards the right demographic. I mean, I feel like this movie was made for the TikTok generation. Like you don't put Addison Rae in the main role if you're not going to leverage TikTok and leverage her TikTok following. And the movie very much did. Absolutely, yeah. I looked through Addison Rae's TikTok to see if she was promoting the movie on there. And surprisingly, she only has about like one TikTok video about it. Hey y'all, it's Addison Rae. And Tanner Buchanan. And He's All That is now officially on Netflix. I would think she would have a lot more, like behind the scenes stuff, her playing around with the other actors. I don't know, like, isn't that the whole vibe of TikTok is you just show everybody your life? I would think she'd have more behind the scenes stuff on her account. Yeah, well, I didn't go back far, but maybe she did post while they were filming things. But when it first came out, there wasn't a whole bunch of videos that she posted. But I mean, Netflix PR and marketing does is doing a great job with their Instagram and TikTok account just for the movie. Yeah, and it it was, like, definitely one of the top five Netflix most watched things, I think, when it first came out. So, (laughs) anecdotally, I think it's doing well. I think a lot of people are watching it, right? I think so, yeah. So, do you remember much from the original one? Because that was our generation. So, She's All That came out in 1999. So, I was only nine years old, which I didn't realize. You were older than that. You were like 11. <laughs> oh, you're right. I was 11. Yeah. I can't do math. Wow. I was 10. And so you were 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I do remember it, though. I mean, I watched all these movies as a kid. I loved them. And I feel like I've actually watched She's All That fairly recently, too, because we just watch a lot of movies over here. And it's got such a distinct 90s high school comedy vibe like there were just so many tropes there's not another teen movie makes fun of all of them and Mm -hmm. it's a perfect parody because it really does make a statement on how every single one of these movies has the same format the same shtick there's always a dance there like it's yeah the characters are the same A lot of the actors are even the same. Like, there's a joke about how it's some of the same actors in each of these movies. So, I love the campiness of it. I think especially for us, yeah, like, we were, like, 10 years old. It is nostalgic in that way to look back at these movies and remember when we were just, like, kids in the 90s thinking, wow, that's what high school is going to be like. Right, exactly. (laughs) You know? It's nothing like that, yeah. (laughs) Not at all. Um, So... I I loved the original, and I really like the vibe that this movie comes with. Yeah, me too. And then the only... And I surprisingly, in the new one, thought Addison Rae was much better than I expected. Which And a lot of our friends said the same thing too. Like, good job. I agree. I agree. I think, overwhelmingly, she was way better than I expected. Uh, Especially compared to 
Kourtney Kardashian, who was dreadful. For somebody who spends her life in front of the camera, that woman cannot act at all. Jessica, hi, what's up? You're going viral in the wrong way. Okay, so you saw the video, and while it is unfortunate... Unfortunate? My ex-husband's hiking accident was unfortunate, and he was mauled by bears. Oh my god, is, is he okay? Better than you. But those were some of my favorite scenes. I thought she did her job perfectly. They had her like in one location. She definitely filmed for like three hours. And she delivered those lines the best Kourtney Kardashian. She did like kind of just seem like a parody of herself on the reality show. Like, well, trying to act. She just seemed uncomfortable in front of the camera it's like what happens when you and me get on camera like we're very aware of the camera like it's you know and it it makes me and and in general seeing myself as a bad actor and seeing bad actors even on reality shows I realize oh so this other person though next to them is a good actor because I can't tell you know they're really smooth Mm -hmm, on camera mm -hmm. so that's what happened for me is once I saw Courtney and how terrible she was I was like, actually, Addison is pretty good. She's pretty comfortable on camera. And I think the director of this movie was the same director as Mean Girls. So, yeah, so that would answer it, too. Why this director is probably just really good at what he does. And he was able Mm. to get a good performance out of Addison. I did not know that. That's such a good fact. Uh, The cringiest moment for me, there's one part where Addison and the main character, uh, what's what's his name? The guy from Cobra Kai. Uh, uh, something Buchanan. Tanner Buchanan. Okay, yeah. So Addison and Tanner, they start throwing horse shit at each other. And, like, and that was supposed to be like a cute little romantic thing. But it was extremely disturbing to me why they were throwing horse shit at each other. Uh, that that to me, you know, took me out of the film for a moment. <laughs> but you know, I mean, there's there was definitely other parts that did, but that just sticks out in my memory like a sore thumb. I mean, there were several moments where I was cringing. I was embarrassed for mm-hmm. them. Yeah, but if you watch the original, you feel <laughs> yeah. the same way. That's true. <laughs> so. That's why I I think this movie delivered what I expected it to deliver for a remake of She's All That. Because I remember watching Freddie Prinze Jr. with his hacky sack and just thinking, like, this is the most awkward thing I've (laughs) ever seen. I'm so embarrassed for him. So to see Addison doing her stupid little TikTok dances, like, at a party, I was like, I'm so embarrassed for you, but also this is pretty in line with how the first movie made me feel. It's such a good point. Another thing that we both agree on is, so Rachel Lee Cook, who's the original from the movie, plays Addison Rae's mom, and... I watched this movie with my mom, too, and she's like, oh, yeah, that looks like her sister. Like, there's no way that that could be her mom. Like, Rachel Lee Lee Cook, like, looks so young. I mean, we're just old, but, like, that, they should have been sisters, not mother-daughter duo. Agreed. I really genuinely thought it was her sister. Like, they had to spell it out for me. And honestly, I don't think that it would have been harmed at all. Like, you know, they could have had one of those stories that a lot of these movies do oh since dad died sister's been taking (laughs) care of me you know it's always that trope so 
that could have worked perfectly fine because it really was jarring that she just looked so young. And I have a fun story about this is that I was having this exact conversation with my husband at dinner one night right after I watched the movie and the guy at the table sitting next to us goes, are you guys talking about Rachel Lee Cook? And I said, yeah. And he said, she's my cousin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so she cool. looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you were just like trash talking her? Uh. <laughs> I know. I, tr- I was thinking like, did we say anything bad? But we really didn't. I was just like, yeah, she's, she's really, young. she looks great. She hasn't aged. <laughs> yeah. Another throwback, Matthew Lillard appears at the end. Sorry, spoiler alert. He plays the principal, and he was in the original version, too, so that was fun to see him. Yeah, he really made me genuinely laugh and smile. There was something about his character and the little dancing he did. It just, it wasn't cringy for whatever reason. I actually felt like Mm -hmm. I was laughing with it, not at it. And I really do. I give the movie a lot of props. Like, I fully enjoyed this movie as much as there were some cringeworthy moments it moved really fast which again I credit you know director like the the crew behind this I think knew what they were doing you can tell like they just there was no wasted time it wasn't hard to watch it was actually very easy to watch in a way like it just kept moving even if there were cringy moments it would, it, the scene lasted like a second and then you were on to the next. The, like the story moved along really quickly. I just, it was almost like you couldn't stop watching it once you started because they just, they took you for the ride. So I couldn't stop watching once I started and I thought it moved quickly solely for the fact that I was looking out for the product placement. I was like, what product placement What's can they next? cram into this scene? <laughs> because every scene has like crazy product placement that's like super obvious i think someone was just like we like this is probably how they paid for the movie we're not gonna try to hide it let's just put it in the audience's face and (laughs) put it out there and boy is it out there gawker did this great article about what your favorite product (laughs) placement in the movie says about you so melissa what is your favorite product placement and then we'll we'll see what it says about you I think my favorite, and this is because I love the store in general, big fan of Old Navy. And oh, there's yeah. One, there's one scene where the sister is scrolling on her computer, and it's just very obviously like a huge Old Navy logo yep. on her computer. Like, I don't even think it's that prominent on the Old Navy website. It's just her computer <laughs> was just like, yep, you, you know, she's shopping on Old Navy. Got it. All right, so according to Gawker, because you believe Old Navy is the best product placement, you are a savvy thinker that the Old Navy website is perused by the only likable character in the movie, Cameron's wise beyond her year sister. We learn that smart, sensible people shop at Old Navy. (laughs) Having been to many 4th of July barbecues, I know this is not true, but I commend them for trying to shape their own narrative. Great, you're a savvy thinker. That's well well picked. I'll take it. I'll take it. What's yours? What is your favorite spawn con? So as soon as I saw Pizza Hut show up to oh, an affluent God, person's yes. party, <laughs> I was I was invested. I go, Oh my god, like there's just Pizza Hut that appears at this party. 
And then they throw in KFC. Someone just says, like, you know, on the side, just like, oh, yeah, make sure you take home some KFC from this party. Like, what high school party are you going to that has pizza and KFC? That sounds like my kind of party. So that's my favorite. (laughs) It literally, it was almost as if somebody edited it in. Like, that was how... Mm -hmm much it didn't fit into the movie they were just like hey everyone there's pizza hut and it was almost like it was from a different movie and then they spliced it in it was so so strange that it really does it made you stop watching the movie and be like wait what's happening right now like it felt like there was just a commercial right in the middle that didn't fit didn't even fit they didn't even try to make it fit nope Okay, so according to Gawker, it says, Sorry to anyone who loved seeing Pizza Hut and KFC on screen, but you are a little desperate. Ooh, burn. The need to be called out by name not once, but twice, tells me that you don't trust yourself enough to be recognized by the giant logos made easily visible by the film's production team. Much like Bose, you need to believe in yourself. Yours was a bit harsher. desperate. Yeah. That's okay. I'll take it. The movie actually had at the end a famous tiktoker spencer x he does beatboxing on the app so it was cool to see them add in another little wink to tiktokers yeah overall this definitely felt like a good generational movie i just keep thinking of like i watched the new cinderella recently so like you know every generation has their own kind of kind of movie also the the new cinderella was terrible but very enjoyable to watch i loved it and <laughs> so they use popular music oh it's it's great you, you'll like it but um really? yeah yeah no so i i think you know all these all these remakes and things are people complain about them but I, i'm a, i mean i'm i'm just gonna watch them and they're gonna be bad but i'm gonna watch them and i'm gonna enjoy them i mean I do have a problem with remakes overall. It's frustrating to just see... Because it feels like it's entertainment execs at the top just being like, why do something new and risky? Let's just remake something that's worked. And I'm sad about that because I feel like it suppresses new thought and creativity. Yeah. But the reason why I think this movie was so good is because of... Tanner Buchanan because he was in Cobra Kai which is a really fantastic show and (laughs) it is not so much a remake as a spin-off of an old concept and I think if we're going to be doing remakes in some way then I like the idea of doing more of like a hot take a different take on it and Cobra Kai what it does so well is it follows like the broken down 40 year old virgin (laughs) version (laughs) (laughs) of who was in the original Karate Kid movies the hotshot like villain he was he was sort of like the B story villain too like a very small character but now Cobra Kai follows his life as an adult and it is such a smart show such a great take Dina will you commit finally to watching Cobra Kai the answer is a hard no still. I know this has been very, very controversial in mine and Melissa's friendship. 
I won't watch Cobra Kai. I thought Cobra Kai was a spinoff of like Mortal Kombat. I don't know no. why. Cobra's Karate Mortal Kid. Kombat. I have no idea. I will say I love the Cobra Kai guy who's in He's All That. I mean, he's, Of course you did. He's amazing. I mean, I felt very like creepy thinking he was very attractive because well, yeah. he's much younger. Yeah. But when he gets his makeover, when he takes his shirt off, he yes, very attractive. I can watch him all day. Yeah. Also, you can had, you can watch him all day yeah, if you watch Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. He had a Cobra Kai type scene in the yes. movie He's All That where he fights the bad guy and it's it's a really fun scene. You ever go near my sister again? What? But I still no. I won't watch. You're literally. I'm so you're, sorry. Th- this is a problem. Why won't you watch this? Just to spite me? Just I to have, make me angry? I have other things to watch that no. are on my list. No, you do not. I have very limited time. I watch hours of TikToks a day for this podcast. You for this don't research. need to watch every below deck. You can. I have spare to watch every below deck. Every housewives. <laughs> Tanner Buchanan made this movie amazing because he also, like, is just great. And you should watch all of his stuff available on Netflix, which is Cobra Kai. Okay. Well, I'm not going to watch it. So I think we should we should end here. <laughs> Can we please we have our viewers, listeners weigh in? Please, if... What can, what can they do? What can they do to convince you to watch Cobra Kai? Absolutely if get, nothing. If we get three more listeners to leave a five-star review or just any review of the podcast sure will okay, you watch fine. cobra kai yes okay this is my humble ask everybody listening <laughs> please please leave a review so that dina will finally watch cobra kai because i think she'd really like it because it's a really good show it's really smart and it's really well done thank you okay perfect i will watch it if Three of our listeners leave reviews. Come on, guys. It's just three. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode that turned into mostly about Cobra Kai. So apologies for that. But no need to apologize. It's a great show. And people, (laughs) if they watch it, they'll know why I speak so highly of it. So please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Let's make Gina watch Cobra Kai. You can find us on Instagram, Too Old for TikTok Pod. You can find us online, TooOldForTikTok.com. And don't forget, the number two is the number four. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.